Welcome to the Builders of Jerusalem podcast, a show that sits down with the top makers, shakers, and dreamers of the city, all working together to help build up Jerusalem as a capital of tech, innovation, and culture. I'm here today with Yonit Serkin. She's a startup and investment advisor. Welcome. Thanks. It's great to be here. Good. Um, so tell people who maybe know you, maybe don't know you, what do you do? So I work with entrepreneurs, and I have for um, the better part of a decade and a half, working with entrepreneurs and investors who are looking to launch great companies and change the way that we're doing things in the world, make it a slightly better place. Um, I've done it for the last several years as part of Mass Challenge, which is here based in Jerusalem. Um, and it was really my first formal entry into working in the city of Jerusalem, leading this um, tech accelerator and working with entrepreneurs from all over the world who were coming to Jerusalem, working in Jerusalem and with Jerusalem in order to launch their companies. Mm. So Matt, Matt Challenge, that's not just... It's not just working with Jerusalem or Israel companies, it's working... Correct. So about a third of the companies that have been accelerated at Mass Challenge in Israel are actually companies from outside of the, the country. Mm. So they come from multiple dozens of countries around the world, from Africa, from Asia, from India. Um, and they come to Israel. They spend some time here. Obviously, post-corona, there's been a lot more virtual done. Um, but uh, but the for me, one of the engaging pieces is really the connecting through city in order to launch and grow your, your companies. Um, before I worked at Mass Challenge, I was at two VCs, so really directly investing mm. in startups. Um, here in Israel. And then I actually started my career in um, New York City, where I worked for Mayor Michael Bloomberg on the economic development team. Um, and I think that that's an incredible intro um, into just the power of cities and the way that place can influence growth of economies. Um, and so that's something that I think is a sort of a guiding principle or a, a um, denominator that follows a lot of the work that I've done. Interesting. So I guess, what are some of the pinpoints that you see that exist from cities helping to boost that growth? Well, I think that I think cities are pretty magical places. I think it's not, um, it is not an accident that so much innovation happens in cities that are crowded, that you, that people sort of connect with one another, that people sort of bang into one another. I think that that notion that different molecules um, exist in space and they only change when they're connected to one another, when they hit upon one another, is something that's really ubiquitous to cities and really special about cities. Um, for me personally, when I was working in New York City, I it was a pretty unique period in time, right? I started working in the city of New York in 2005, six, sort of post 9-11, thinking about recovery, thinking about growth. In the um, markets, it was a time of a lot of growth. So really a, a time to think big, to think about major changes in the way that a city can set a platform for that. And then after the economic crisis and recession in 2007, eight, um, it was a time to see how cities can be a platform to push growth for the future. So it's not just about how do we help people today, because obviously the role of cities changes dramatically when there's economic challenges. Um, but what can, a, what can we put in place today that will enable talent to remain and therefore continue that incredible innovation and special sparks that happen from meeting and connecting? Um, so I, when I came to Israel in 2010, it was right on the back of that experience of, of seeing how cities can, um, through their policy work, through their prioritization, um, can really set the stage for 
um, for talent to stay, for talent to grow their businesses in the city, and then ultimately to create total new economic innovation and um, and activity, mm-hmm. which is how ultimately cities grow. And I think that's what attracts so many people to cities in general. Like, why do young people graduate from school and want to come to a city? Because they know that that's going to be a place where they're going to meet a lot of people, where they can test and, and try different things, um, whether that's professionally or socially. Um, and those are ultimately the things that are going to bring to new innovations. Um, and I think in the city of Jerusalem, what I, what I encountered again was sort of this incredible power right jerusalem's a complicated place there's Mm -hmm. everything from everything here right you have um total differences in um economic stratosphere you have differences in religion you have differences in um in uh academic background but it all exists here and i think that through the meeting points that exist you're actually creating new opportunity for for businesses and for for catalyzing growth um, and so I think that's what, what one of the things that really excited me about bringing Mass Challenge to Jerusalem specifically, which was sort of how do you take this platform that's designed to help entrepreneurs launch their companies and grow them? How do you bring it to a city that has all of these raw ingredients, has all of this like great simmering excitement, but needs that like catalyst that you know you need to turn the ignition on to like make things move so um so that's been one of the things that for me is really exciting to see sort of how place um through encouraging different types of meetings through encouraging different types of connections can actually create the positioning or the the right mix so that companies can start so people can think of new ideas and actually take them forward Sure. So what were some of like the KPIs that maybe you had when you were working on Mass Challenge? And I guess, were they successful? Like, how, where did you where did you see them? Where did you see them? <laughs> um, so Mass Challenge is a really great set, type of platform. For um, any listeners who don't know, Mass Challenge was founded in 2008 in Boston. And it was really developed to be a um, response or a solution set even, if you will, for the economic recession. Basically saying... Before that, and I know you don't remember that time, but I sort of do. Um, Before that, if you were an entrepreneur, it was an incredibly lonely thing, right? You sat in your garage, effectively, um, trying to build this new solution. You pulled every string you could to get in front of potential customers who often didn't have any KPIs that had something to do with what you were building and to convince them to work with you. And it sounds sort of foreign, but it wasn't that long ago that you had to work really, really hard to get anyone's attention as an entrepreneur. Um, then that means investors and mentors and c- potential customers. And Mass Challenge came along and said, no, what we're going to do is recognize that these people working away in their garages, these are the job creators of the future, right? If any one of those ideas blows up, that's thousands of new jobs for mm-hmm. our economy. We need that. We need to create the, the set so that these guys can succeed. Um, and so we're gonna bring together all the components that they need. We'll put essentially set for you on a silver platter, access to mentors, access to investors, access to customers, to potential customers, to corporates. And so you as an as a, um, entrepreneur now can come to one place, access all of these things. Oh, and by the way, you're gonna meet with 
dozens of other founders who are going through exactly the same type of process that you are. So taking the lonely, um, isolated vision of what an entrepreneur is and making it sort of social and connected and networked and, um, and using that for the growth of the economy and doing, and Mass Challenge does it without taking equity and without taking any payment or money from the entrepreneur. So really just putting the entrepreneur in the center to set him or her up for as much success as is humanly possible. And in 2015, beginning of 16, um, Mass Challenge, which had at that point worked with hundreds of entrepreneurs, decided to set up a hub here in Israel and came specifically to Jerusalem because we felt like this was a place where we could make a difference. We could mm -hmm. get to tons of different entrepreneurs who weren't being served um, yet by the, the, local econ the local ecosystem, the local innovation ecosystem, and really make a difference. And so our KPIs are very clear cut around economic growth. So it's number one, um, how many companies are we working with? Where are they coming from? What's the sort of, um, are we getting to entrepreneurs who otherwise weren't being served? And while we were at, while I was at uh, Leading Mass Challenge, we were working with over 40% female founders. Uh, we were working with entrepreneurs, as I said, who were coming from outside of Israel to Israel, which I think is an incredible Zionist story because all of these people go back to their home countries and Israel is forever part of their journey, which I sure. think is super cool um, and, and tremendously exciting. Uh, we were working with Arab entrepreneurs who so were really getting, and, and ultra-Orthodox entrepreneurs as well. So I think that we were really getting to um, an interesting crosscut of the local society. Um, we look at how many com how much investment those companies have raised. Uh, the companies that, that uh, have been at Mass Challenge have raised over a billion and a half dollars of wow. capital, um, which I think is a great sort of, um, I, 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 I'll put aside that I think money for the sake of raising money is important, but it's also sort of a stamp that says that the private markets are finding value in um, the companies that have come through the program, which is incredibly exciting. Um, and for me, one of the most exciting components of what we're looking at is also the number of jobs that those companies have created. Because as I said, you know, this we were founded with this idea that in order to create the next job revolution, we're going to need to support entrepreneurs. And so how do we prove it? Um, and Mass Challenge Israel graduates have created well over 20,000 jobs wow. around the world, which is an incredibly exciting um, uh, piece of info. So those are the, the, the KPIs that we're looking at Beautiful. and ones that I think are um, really unique and important for the, the ecosystem. Definitely. So, so how has all that work translated to what you're doing today? So for me, this work put me in touch, like my, my time at Mass Challenge um, helped me connect on a very, very uh, close level to entrepreneurs in their earliest days. Um, if beforehand I was meeting entrepreneurs who sort of built their companies and were coming to meet with us for, for capital investment, um, now I got to be along with the startup. I had, it got to be on the founder side from day one. Um, and I think that that gave me a bit more of a appreciation for what it is that founders need in their early days. Um, it gave me a bit of a sense of where I can be helpful to entrepreneurs. Um, and so that's, it's really informed a lot of the work that I do now. So when I'm working with entrepreneurs or when I'm working with investors, um, I think there's a, a level of sensitivity that I've developed, um, because of 
working with hundreds and hundreds yeah. of entrepreneurs through an accelerator. Um, sure. Yeah. Sure. So, so you moved here in 2010, you said. So what was that process? Something you had always <laughs> wanted to do? or? Great question. So I... Um, I actually first moved to Israel when I was an infant in uh, in the mid eighties in nineteen eighty four. Um, my family and I moved to Haifa, and um, you know Zionist family um, always had wanted to to make Aliyah, and we did. Um, had a really great childhood in in Haifa, um, one that I think is unique to Israeli children. The level of freedom and um, and access that kids have here is is pretty unique certainly as an american was is is a really unique experience um we went back to the states for family reasons in the early 90s and i grew up in northern in uh, lake in lake success which is in um long island and in the northern new jersey went away to college and i'd always kept sort of yeah it'd be nice to try to live in israel to spend some more time there um it wasn't sort of this big ambition that this was definitely going to happen for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after having worked in the mayor's office for a couple of years, uh, my husband and I sort of were at this point where we wanted one last adventure before we were going to be adults. Um, and so decided we'd come to Israel for a few years and we'd see how how we, how we would experience it, how it was for us. Um, and so we came in 2010 and we've been here ever since. Um, and when I first got here, I really didn't, I didn't have a great sense of what it is that I was going to do professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, I had spent obviously the previous five years in government. Um, I didn't really think that it was a hundred percent transferable, um, what I had done and, and had the chance to meet with some, um, some folks from the investment ecosystem here. And I think one of the incredibly valuable and, um, perhaps underrated pieces of the Israeli ecosystem is how, number one, highly connected and networked everybody is, but also how open and willing people are to give you of their time, yeah. um, which is such a gift that I'm not sure everyone around the world really appreciates. But I you know, came to Israel a couple months before we knew that we were moving here. I sent out a bunch of cold emails to people that are pretty senior in the industry and said, you know, I'm coming in, would you mind meeting me for 20 minutes for a cup of coffee and and seeing things out um had a bunch of meetings during that trip and by the time i came back had a job offer um and was working with the vc industry and and that's Mm -hmm. sort of how things started for me um getting to know investors and getting to know the ecosystem but i think that that's you know it's funny at at mass challenge i used to talk to colleagues of mine from around the world there are other mass challenges in in mexico in europe and, and and in the states of course um and I would talk to them about how um, we had this incredible gift that there were all these people who'd want to be volunteer to be mentors. And I would talk to colleagues who were um, sitting in other capitals around the world and it would be like, we're begging and mm-hmm. trying to explain to the head of innovation. So somebody who, for whom this is part of their job, even um, why they should spend some time with entrepreneurs that they're not getting paid to do that. They're that may not actually fit their um, specific interests or their specific sort of um, professional um, uh, focus. And here we were just so blessed um, to have people who are literally coming out of every nook and cranny to help entrepreneurs, to help them grow. Um, and, and that, I think, is an incredibly um, 
you know, it's a really powerful tool of the Israeli ecosystem. And I think in Jerusalem, there's an even, you know, add to that an extra element, which is that um, because people in the city are so invested in the city, that um, that there's, I think there's an even greater urgency and support for entrepreneurs who are making their way here, who are working with and in the city in order to build their companies. Yeah, that's really 100%. You know, you know, the same most, when you move to new places, there's culture shocks and not always are they a good thing, but that's really been such a culture shock that's Absolutely. been so incredible. Just how open and willing everyone is to help each other. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's amazing. And I think um, the other, the other piece you see it in, not just in the mentors of people who have vast experience to, to give, but even founders to one another. I don't mm -hmm. know how much um, you've seen this yet, but I think one of the most magical things to watch is when founders connect with one another. And I remember I'd walk through like the lunchroom at, at Mass Challenge and there'd be one founder who's helping another one on his pitch. Now, they're in theory competitors, right? There's X dollars out there in the universe and they're all looking to to raise them. But they help each other out. They connect to um, investors. They connect to potential customers. One of the great things that would happen at Mass Challenge was because there was this international element of it, there would be entrepreneurs who'd come from outside of Israel who would be able to connect Israeli entrepreneurs with pilots or with um, mm. potential customers who were outside of the local ecosystem, which was really exciting to see. Like how a founder from Jerusalem would be able to get a pilot in India because he happened to share uh, a lunch table with a founder who was from that town and was yeah. able to to introduce. And, and I think that that's really um, powerful and important and unique for Israel and for Jerusalem, the way that the founders help one another. Definitely. So you, when you first got here, you landed in Jerusalem? Or? We landed in Jerusalem for a brief period of time. We did a little bit of bouncing around. So um, uh, my husband and I lived in Jerusalem for a brief period of time, then lived in Tel Aviv, and today we are midway between the two. <laughs> so gotten to see the whole um, center of the of the country. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so in terms of your startup work, so what are some industries that you work with specifically, maybe ones that excite you? I'm really um, excited by digital health. I think we've seen in the last five years just such an explosion of um, use of different technologies for the healthcare sector. And I think because that that's, um, it has such a visceral effect on so many of us, I think it's an incredibly exciting time to be working in the industry. Um, I think for the city, it's particularly exciting because of the number of hospitals that are here, because of the way that um, that physicians are working with technologies today differently than they have in any other time or era. Um, that's been exciting at Mass Challenge because of the connection with Boston, which is itself a very um, healthcare-centered right. um, location. I think that that has really elevated and ex and and created um, a center of gravity here in the city of Jerusalem, sort of connecting with what's happening in Boston and, and a lot of interchange between the two and mentorship that happens in both directions, um, which is, is really exciting and something that I um, am very much affected by and, and like very much. I think the work that we're seeing in sort of alternative proteins is is super exciting and, and new. I think so much focus on sort of what we're putting in our bodies and how we're taking care of ourselves and how we're treating the planet. Um, and then seeing how it is that we can come up with um, different nutritional um, components that will help us live longer, live better, support a healthier planet is, is super exciting to see. Yeah. 
Are there any um, Jerusalem or Israel companies that you're working with in any of those fields? There are so many that I worked with from from the accelerator. So uh-huh. in the accelerator, every cohort would be about 50 companies that were uh-huh. coming through Jerusalem. So lots in that space, lots in those spaces. As I said, they're both because they have a um, a scientific background. There's a uh-huh. center of gravity here in Jerusalem because of the universities, because of the different of the hospitals um, that affect both of those industries. So. Any specific that stand out? I mean, I think that there's that there's companies. I don't want to shout out any companies because I'm gonna. <laughs> I will because when you're the parent of so many companies, um, you, know, you, don't wanna, you don't want to you don't want to shout them out too much. Um, no, but I think there's been really great companies um, here that have. I'm excited by the ones that have really done work not only in the. Um, the like innovation ecosystem, but have also worked with the institutions that are in the, in the cities. So, um, pilots in the hospitals, um, working with, uh, innovation coming out of the university. I think there's a really exciting sort of way that, um, those institutions connect with the investment ecosystem, which connects with the founder ecosystem and create sort of a really positive virtuous cycle for innovation here. Yeah. It's super cool how they all come together with the Hebrew university and yeah all the different hospital systems that are here. Yeah, and, and you know, let's we don't need to sugarcoat it. It's not super easy to work all the different institutions together sure. and there's a lot of challenges that come with it, um, which they do everywhere. But I think that the fact that they're all, if you get back to sort of the analogy of molecules sort of hitting one another, or atoms hitting one another, that like the fact that these all play in the same location mm-hmm. means that they find a way ultimately to work together. And that is a pretty special yeah. So you have plans maybe to go back to work in the public sector like you did in New York or? I don't have any plans to do that. <laughs> no, you like the private sector better? No. So I think that, I think there is, um, I think the public sector is a really special place because there's, there's no other type of work that you can do that affects as many people as dramatically. And I think there's something so special to being able to see policies move forward to know that the things that you're putting in place today are going to affect not only your neighbors tomorrow but like Mm -hmm. the next generation of them and that's that to this day when i go back to new york um, which i try to do with some frequency and get to see um you know real estate developments that we worked on or Mm -hmm. new neighborhoods that we were part of or even the tech industry which i think that the city did play such a meaningful role in moving forward. Um, that's super exciting to say, like, I was I was in the first meetings when that was just an agenda item right. on somebody's to-do list. And now look at it. It It is there and it exists and people are are interacting with it and engaging with it. And that's um, that's incredibly unique. And there are very, very few things that you can do in this world um, where as a young person or even as an older person, um, you can know that you had such a dramatic effect as you can in the in the public sector. Um, but there is a nice ease to doing business <laughs> in the <laughs> private sector that, um, that shouldn't be ignored. So, sure. so no major plans to, to switch at this point, but who knows? Yeah, no, especially in Israel I mean, the bureaucracy here is... Um, it's else. a different animal, isn't it? <laughs> I, you know, talk about culture shock. I think that that is, um, yeah, I think getting to know government here is like a totally different vocabulary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, like four different offices to get one thing done. It's like, 
what's going on. Yeah, I think the the value though is to if you can if you can talk to a more veteran Olim at any point, they've always had it worse. Like it doesn't matter okay. what your challenge is. If you talk to somebody who was here ten years before that, or twenty, or thirty, they will tell you other stories. So I think I came prepped with such baggage or angst about what that was going to be like that when it was only four offices i was like oh good it wasn't 10 so it didn't take me six months to like i don't know get a phone or something so right. <laughs> so yes i was compared to something else yeah for sure um so on the city of jerusalem what are some of your favorite things to do places to see maybe yeah. places to eat at <laughs> well i had the great fortune of working right at Machane Yehuda for six years, which is mm. um, uh, an incredible place to be. Not great for the waistline, but awesome for um, getting to, to taste new foods. Um, and I tried to take as much advantage of it as possible. And I think what's really cool about Machane Yehuda these days is that it's essentially, it's one place with two different vibes, right? Mm. Like if you're there at nine in the morning, um, you can do all of your shopping. There's all of the all of the stalls are out, and you can get your morning coffee, and you can get your food for the day, and things like that. And then, um, if you were to come back like ten hours later, it's like you landed in a totally different place, right? There are parties going on. <laughs> there's bars on top of bars. Like all of the the food stands have become now just like spillover place for um, your drinking establishment. I think it's such a great exciting thing that you can imagine a place in two different settings, right? Like it's mm -hmm. one place, but it has two totally different universes. Um, and that's really cool. That's really exciting. So love the, love the shook, love to spend time there. Um, and, uh, and eat my way through this city. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, uh, this is not gonna be posted today, but the day of this filming yesterday was Shushan Purim and wow, the shook was I thought that there was, so, like, you know, couldn't get more than the amount of people on Friday afternoons. <laughs> turns out. <laughs> turns out you could. <laughs> if you give up all of your personal space, yeah. then you can absolutely get just a few more bodies in there. Um, yeah, I think that this, you know, this city is, the city's intense. It's intense in challenging ways, and it's intense in really great ways. And I think that, that what you're talking about is exactly that. It's like that happy, exciting, vibrant intensity that you just don't get everywhere else. Like you just don't replicate that sort of feeling. No, definitely not. And I think, you know, in previous episodes, um, and just conversation I've had with uh, tech people in the city, they really see that, that vibe as being a driver for innovation here in that it really, you know, it forces you to think outside the box, tackle big ideas. And like, if you look at some of the bigger, the biggest exits in Israel today have been Jerusalem companies. Right. Um, some of the biggest companies in Tel Aviv are Jerusalem founded or Jerusalem founders. Yeah. So there's something in the air here that's... Uh... I think that there's... Um, I think that that's so true. I mean, people who have grown up in the city have a, have a sense of, again, sort of atoms colliding. People that are different than you exist here. Um, you can't go through life living in Jerusalem and imagine a homogenous future, right? Like when you're here, you recognize that people experience differently, believe differently, look different, um, have a different academic experience. You can't live in some sort of bubble, Truman Show-esque bubble that right. you could in other places, um, even in this country. And I think that, that that forces creativity. It forces you to think about how others engage. Um, 
And that's, I mean, that's right. That's the, the secret sauce of innovation to mm -hmm. look at the same problem differently than other people have. Um, and that requires you to be able to put yourself in somebody else's position. It requires to look at problems that others have let go because it's so obviously a problem and you be able to look at it and say, no, I'm going to, I'm going to solve this. I'm going to engage with that. And so I think that that's, um, very, very clearly a, um, a Jerusalem power. I mean, that's like a superpower to be able to be a place that, um, that grows people who see challenges as not insurmountable, um, who can view other people, uh, for their experiences and whether you like it or not, you have to engage with it. You can't ignore right. it. Um, and that's something that's really pretty special. Um, it's something also cool to look at, if you will, we to call it a Jerusalem diaspora, but people who grew up in Jerusalem and now live in other places, mm -hmm. there's still a element of this city that they bring with them wherever they go. Um, of the, of the complexity, of the um, intensity, of the spidey sense to what's happening um, in other cultures. I think that that's something that Jerusalem born and raised people bring with them wherever they are. And that's also a really special um, intuition or, um, or ability. Yeah, definitely. And it's really cool coming from the outside and being able to jump in and see it. It's, re it's really like, uh, it's really awesome. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, for those that want to get in touch with you, learn more about you, what is the best way or anything you want to add? Um, I'm on LinkedIn is a great way. I'm happy to connect there. Um, happy to talk to anybody. I think, you know, there are such great people who are solving meaningful challenges and those are the sorts of uh, folks that I love working with. So I'd love to be in touch. If anything I can do to help, I am absolutely here to do so. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Cheers. Pleasure.